First Chronicles chapter 4. It was mentioned last night, uh, Brother Don just gave a phrase in his message and it caught my ear. And I went home and thought about it and slept on it and got up this morning and looked at it. And he said in his message last night, enlarge the coast. And that's what Jabez prayed. And uh, the thought of that, I, I just want to give you this thought tonight. Looking at the prayer of Jabez, getting out of your comfort zone. I think we done gotten too complacent. And I walk with God, and I service of God. And I believe that uh, we can get a little bit of help out of this prayer from Jabez. Verse number 9 of chapter 4. It said, And Jabez was more honorable than the brethren, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, that thy hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me, and God granted him that which he requested. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight. We, Lord, just ask you to touch our hearts and open our minds. Lord, I pray that when we pray, you grant the prayers that we request of you, Lord. Help us to be what we need to be, and we Praise and glorify your name. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You say, how do I get out of my comfort zone? And I believe the answer is we can be found in the text tonight. When we see the personality of Jabez, there are three things that are said about this man. They tell us a lot about his character and about his desires, not just being an ordinary Christian, not having an ordinary walk with God, we see the places in his life. If you would look back through the previous uh, uh, three or four chapters, of, uh, you would find somewhere about 500 names are mentioned in those chapters, and none of them are mentioned in connection with prayer. It seems like they're, we're consumed with our own things. We're consumed with the, the goals, the good, the greed. But Jabez says he was consumed with God. In reading Chronicles, you'll try to get through as fast as you can because it's all about the begots. Whoso got begot this, begot that, and it's all about that. And, and, and if you read too quickly, you might miss that golden nugget that God has placed right in it in this remarkable story of Jabez's prayer. There are very few people who raises above the crowd today. Very few people. There's a very few people that stands out today. As a matter of fact, there are very few people even making a mark on this world. We're just content being like everybody else that is around us. We just we want to blend in because it's where we're comfortable at. We don't want to ruffle the waves. We don't want to shake things up. Wouldn't it be sad that our lives have just become the begot and then we die? That little dash between the birth year and the death year that nobody knows nothing about it. I, I know some people have died and their names are mentioned a lot 
You hear their name over and over and over. They left a mark in this world. Then it seems there are some that dies that left this world and their names are never mentioned again. They're just some people just stand out. They make a mark. The question is, should we ask ourselves tonight, 10 years after we have died, will people remember your life? Your, your contribution for the work of the Lord. Not, not, not your money, not your fame, or not how good you were or this or that. Will you stand out to the younger people in the congregation for the next generation, for this church, remember you and say, they walked with God. They walked with the Lord. We see the problem in life is we're told Jabez's name is means sorrow. Many people have taken a name like that, figured they were doomed from the beginning. I, I've seen like when you name some child, it seems like every time you find another child that name, they almost kind of mirror each other. I don't know what it is, but it's like that way. It, it doesn't have to be that way. You don't, you don't have to be like what your family was. Just because everybody thinks, well, you're from that family, that's the way you're going to be. It, it doesn't have to be that way. I, I know that for a fact in my life, in my family's life. I know it does not have to be what they said they are. My, my daddy was an alcoholic. And it was just assuming that I would become an alcoholic. I couldn't stand the stuff. Couldn't take it. You don't have to let the things around you dictate, this is my life. I can rise above it. I can make a mark on other people's life because I'm not like them. Just because your family is a certain way, just because you were raised a certain way, or your family has a certain reputation, it doesn't mean it has to stay that way with you. God is able to take a black heart and wash it in red blood and make it white as snow. And He can rise above your past. Thank God for that. We, we see His performance in life. We know very little about Jabez, except the Bible said he was more honorable than his brethren. That means he's worthy of more honor than the rest of his family. Jabez wasn't a great leader. He, he wasn't a, a, a great prophet. He wasn't a great preacher. He didn't make a mark on the battlefield. He wasn't a great leader of men. One writer even said that Jabez was one that was a hidden saint. But his name was remembered that he was a man of prayer. 
His name was remembered because he was a man of God in a godless day. Boy, we need some more of those people today. I, I find it interesting to read the prayer in the Bible of some old warrior in the Bible. And the Bible said, I find it amazing when God records that prayer in the Word of God. We see the prayer of Jabez. The prayer of Jabez is, one of the, is for all ages. It said that when the Christians shun fellowship with another Christian, the devil smiles. It said when a Christian stops studying the Bible, the devil laughs. It is said when a Christian stops praying, the devil shouts for joy. This was an interested prayer. He cried out to God, and when he cried out to God, God, he makes full request of God. Amen. I'm wondering how is your prayer life? How are you praying tonight? I want to take just, just a two or three thoughts on Jabez's prayers and see if we can apply it to our life and help us out in our prayer life. Jabez prays for prosperity. Now, I'm not talking about money or things like that. He prays for the Lord to bless his life. Then he prays for his boundaries to be enlarged. All Jabez wants was God's best. All he wanted was God to bless, put blessings upon his life. Do you want the blessings of God upon your life? I think that if we went around every one of us and, and raised our hand tonight and say, I, I want the blessings of God in my life, and there would be nothing absolutely wrong with that. There, there is uh, nothing wrong with asking God to give you the best he has for you. I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about possessions. I'm talking about the power of God. I'm asking God the best that he has for me in my life tonight. Don't be satisfied living in the comfort zone that you're living in now. Break away from it. Break away from the ordinary life that you're living and watch God do something in your life. And that's what we desire would do. The disciples in John 21, they try to operate in the energy of their own flesh. Uh, they, they, they got discouraged. Peter made this famous phrase, I go fishing. And the rest of the disciples look at each other and says, I'll go with you. They done got discouraged. Uh, uh, Jesus is on the cross and then died. Uh, they, didn't, they had no hope. They toiled all night, fished all night, got nothing. And then they was get ready to pack it up, go in there on a shoulder, uh, shoreline. Uh, they saw a figure there, did not recognize him. Uh, he said, cast it on to the other side and see what you get. Bible said they pulled up a multitude of fishes. And about that time, John, whom he loves, says, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. He got out of his comfort zone. If we just dig our heels in the night 
and get out of our comfort zone. We can see Jesus in a different light and ask God to put his power on us. Ask God to bless our lives and get us out of this comfort zone. There's no telling what God can do for you and this church tonight. Only if you lay aside your own desires will God do that. Go back to seeking the Lord. As long as we are satisfied, we never do anything great for the Lord. We'll never do anything great for the Lord. Listen, there is no need in asking God to enlarge your boundaries when you're not even doing what he's already required of us. Right? Why should I ask God to enlarge my boundaries, give me more power when God tells me you're not even doing what the Word of God says to do now? There are those that they want the Lord to bless them. There are those that want the Lord to to touch them, but yet they won't come to church on Sunday night. They won't come to church on Wednesday night. God says you're you're not going to get blessed. You're not going to see the power until you start doing what is the ordinary in the Bible. What is written already. You can't do something great from God when you can't even do what's already written for the Word of God. Maybe they don't see there's a necessity to come to church on Sunday night or Wednesday night. But I have found in my life that I don't go to church on Sunday night or Wednesday night. That might just been the night God had something just for me. And I missed out on it because... (laughs) I didn't think it was necessary for me to go to church on Sunday night. I didn't feel quite right. <laughs> I just wanted to sleep in. Well, you know, Sunday night football games are good. I want to go to them. But we, we don't want to get out of our comfort zone. But yet we ask God to bless us. And we ask God to give us more. But we're not doing what God has already said to do. He, he prayed for prosperity and I'm talking about money now every time anytime in church somebody mentions the word prosperity the automatic linking money money that's why they call them prosperity preachers because all they got on their mind is money money amen well he's asking more of God more of God's power in his life then we see he prays for God's power that thy hand might be with me. Jabez asked the Lord, put his hand into my life. Put your hand into my life. He said, Lord, I don't want the new place. I don't want the new things that you give me without the power that comes along with it. I don't want to do anything without the power of God in my life. You know, we have settled for weak, powerless Christians today. We're, we're living a time in the last days, and I believe it solely because everything that's going on. You say, well, can God move in the last days? God can move at any time He wants to. If you just get in the right place where God wants you to be at, He will use you and touch you. But you know what has to happen in America? 
we think that we can get by without the power of God, raising children without the power of God. There's even preachers get in the pulpit without the power of God. People go from sun up to sundown, not even thinking or concerned about the power of God in their lives. Why does it seem that some people have God all over them? You ever met in somebody like that? They just woke in the room. You feel the presence of God. And you, you, they're, they're anointed with the presence of God. It seems like God, they got God all over them. It's because they refuse to stay in the comfort zone. They get out of it. They want God to touch them. God has put their blessings on them. If you give God the chance, He will amaze you what He can do with your life. But you've got to get out of that comfort zone. It's the little things... Just like telling others about what God has done for you is moving you out of your comfort zone. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a singer. Just telling someone what God has done for you in your life moves you out of that comfort zone. And the more you do it, the further you get out of your comfort zone, that's when God starts blessing you. That's when the power of God starts falling into your life. Jabez prayed for protection. He wanted the power of God. He wanted his boundaries expanded. He wanted that power of God. I'm not, I don't give me the boundaries expanded unless your power comes with. But I'm going to pray for protection that thou wouldest keep me from evil. He's asking the Lord to keep him the, to keep him the living for God. How often do we say, Lord, I need this. Lord, I need that. Lord, I need you to bless them. Lord, I need you to heal them. I need that. I need you. I need this. Why don't you just ask God to fill you with more power? Tell God, see, Lord, Lord, I need a touch of your hand. That ought to be the attitude of every child of God when you pray, Lord, I need a touch. I need your power. I need to walk with you. I need to get closer with you. Lord, touch me. That's, that's the way we ought to pray. We got so many that I wants, I wants, I wants. We're not asking God for the right thing. We ought to shun the things that bring dishonor to the Lord in our lives. Jabez prayed for endowment that you bless me. Bless me, Lord. He prays for enlargement, that he wants his boundaries to expand. He prays for endearment to say, Lord, your hand upon me. Then he prays for an ailment. Keep me from evil. You know, I, last night's message it hit me hard. And uh, I pray that we grow in numbers. But I also pray that we grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I'd rather have people sitting in the church that knows God than a bunch of people that sit in the church play in church. I'd rather have people singing that knows God than people just want to uh, sound off on their mouths. 
I pray the Lord grows us. I pray the Lord blesses us. But I'd also pray, Lord, if you do, touch us first. Touch us with your power and put your power upon us. We need it. We see the provision for Jabez. The question is, did God answer his prayer? It said, God granted that which he requested. Man, that's, get a hold of that in your life. God granted what he requested. God honored Jabez's prayer by giving him everything that he asked for. When you study the word granted in the Bible, it's only been listed in the Bible 15 times in your King James Bible. In fact, Proverbs 10, 24, the fear of the wicked, it shall come upon them, but the desire of the righteous shall be granted. You ask, why did the Lord do this? Get this. He honored prayers that honored him. He honors prayers that honor him. And he gives it with great satisfaction. He said, I will honor that prayer because it honored me. The reason we are a dead church in our country in this time and day, the reason why we have dead Christians in time and day, it caused prayerlessness is not in our vocabulary anymore. We do not pray the way we should. The church do not pray the way we should. We don't pray at home the way we should. There's no life in our prayers. We're not honoring God when we pray. It's all about me. I need this. I need that. I want this. I want that. When you start praying a prayer that honors God, God will start honoring the prayer that you prayed. There's a whole lot of people sitting in church and looking real pretty today. Like you should be on a parade ground. But you know what? Actually, we were made to pull a burden. Everybody today is... Uh, the books that are being writing are trying to get you out and under the burdens. Preachers are preaching to get out and under the burdens and everything. It would do us all a lot of good tonight if we just get up under a burden. I, I read a story about this man. And uh, he was going to move some logs out of the woods and he went to his next door neighbor and asked, can your boy help me tomorrow to drag some logs out of the woods. The boy said, sure, I'll come over to help you. He got up early that morning, went over to the next door house, and the guy was out in the field. He says, I go back to the stable and get the, 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 the most famous horse, the, the beautiful horse. And he says, in stall number three. Old boy ran back there and counted stall one, stall two, stall three, opened the door, and that was this old rusted broke back, shaggy-looking horse. He said, maybe I counted the stalls wrong. So he shut the door and went back. Stall one, stall two, stall three. Open the door. There's still that old hump back, swayed back horse. Don't look. He says, I don't even think it's ready. I think it needs to go to the glue factory because it's so bad off. He said, well, maybe the farmer made a mistake. 
So he ran back down to the farm and says, are you sure it is the one in stall number three? He says, I am positive. You go back, count stall one, stall two, stall three. You bring the one in stall three back down here. So he goes back up there and he gets his old mangy horse swayed back. He's just, he don't even think, he's, he thought maybe, I don't even know if I'm going to get him to the field. He's going to croak, going to have a heart attack out there before I get him out there. He gets him to the owner of the land and says, you sure him? He says, yeah, this is the one I want. He said, let me show you something. So he took that old horse over, got him around that log, hitched him about the log, and that horse felt that log on his Wait, and he said, all of a sudden, that back came up straight. He shook his head. He said, you now you watch. That horse start pulling that log out. He looking stepping high and stepping long. He says, that horse was made to carry a burden, and he's carrying that burden. You and I are made to carry a burden. Wouldn't it be great to, if we could see some people to just say, Lord, I, I need a burden for the lost today. There are so many lost people in my family. There are so many lost people in our nation. I, I need a burden. I need to shed a tear for a burden. You ought to be, Lord, put a burden on me for the lost people in this world. You start asking God for that. You start asking God for that burden and watch what God can do. Jabez's prayer was answered. Maybe if we get to praying like that, Lord, give me a hunger for the word. Let me study thy word. And I like that part, and God granted that which he requested. God honors prayers that honor him. Maybe you're not praying right. Maybe you need to come to the altar and say, Lord, I, I haven't been right. I haven't been praying right, but I want a prayer, a prayer that honors you. Now, if I pray, Lord, for all these things, give me a fresh burden for the lost in this world, I know that you will. Fresh anointing, a burden for the lost in this world. I pray our churches grow. I really do. But I pray it grows in the right way. In the power and grace of God. I've seen too many come, too many go, because they don't know Him. But when they come through the door and meet Him, they're in the right place.